What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, Apple, or anything download. Just go on the Anchor app. Thank y'all joining us on Buzzing with Marlo. I am Warren Marlo. I hope everyone's having a good day. It is Monday. So, yeah. I mean, make the best of it. It's the opening of the new week. It's the start of a new day. If you are being able to open your eyes and live another day and listen to my beautiful voice, then hey, it's a good day. <laughs> but uh, today on Buzzing with Marlo, I am joined with my good friend Jackson Castle, a.k.a. now known as Tyson Maddox. I know for a fact, when we go more into the episode, I'm probably going to accidentally call him Jackson, maybe twice. I just know him from that, but Tyson Maddox has been in the game for now, I think for three years, and it's just unbelievable how much in three years this man has has came in. I know when he first started, when he first actually decided he wanted to start doing professional wrestling, he went to our indie show, and the craziest thing is he stayed afterwards and put down the sh- and just helped tear down and help basically get the venue back in order just to clean up from the show. And it noticed a lot of people, and they were asking him, Hey, man, are you a worker? And he looked at him and said, No. This is one thing I had so much respect on Jack's, our man, on Tyson was just be how humble this guy is and just how much he would do just to want to learn so much into this business. Uh, Jack's, um, damn, Tyson Maddox has also had an opportunity to play a uh, wrestle in New Japan. That is a huge accomplishment in anywhere. For him to only be in the business for three years and able to wrestle outside of the u.s and in japan japan is one of the top areas in wrestling to by far none other than japan now japan is one of the most roughest and ruthless ways of wrestling also in my opinion because uh yeah it's it's definitely a lot different than it is in the u.s if y'all want to say that wrestling's fake i dare some of y'all to watch some of the new japan wrestling and I guarantee you will just sit there and go, okay, I see why we're the way we are. But yeah, man, today I'm joined with Tyson Maddox. We are going to talk about how he got in the game. We're going to talk about the time that me and him were in Continental Championship Wrestling. We're going to talk about what led him to want to move out of the Florida area and go up into the Georgia area to pursue in wrestling for One Fall Wrestling Factory. As now it's called the American Nightmare Factory, owned by Cody Rhodes, AEW's own Cody Rhodes. And we're going to find out where he is currently training at, and we're going to find out just how he is dealing with this quarantine issue, and just see what's the future hold for him. But so when we come back, we're going to be joined with my boy, Tyson Maddox. I'm here with Tyson Maddox. 
How is it going, my friend? Going pretty good. You know, just not too long ago, left left the gym. No, thank you, bro. Daily process. I just did legs, and I really feel like I am barely able to walk. (laughs) Yeah, same here, man. Today was today was leg day, and I got a chance to uh, get in the pool, which was something I haven't had a chance to do. You know, with the gyms, him and here in Atlanta, you know, they opening everything up kind of piece by piece. Yeah, I know they just opened up the sauna and stuff over in my gym, over at Bailey. So I can only imagine what they do with LA Fitness because I know they got so many options on stuff. So what all workouts did you do today, bro? Uh, well, I pretty much I started off with about fifteen minutes on the stairmaster. Once I got done with that, little uh, leg extension, squats, and deadlifts, mm-hmm. abs. Then I got in the pool and did my plyometric workout. Hey man. Like a lot of Yeah, a lot of things I do. Like I do like a lot of explosive cardio type deals, you know what I'm saying, for uh for leg day. Oh yeah. I mean those are really the ones that really <laughs> make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially, you know, when you you gotta match it, you know, going you gotta be able you got you should be at least cardio wise be able to go thirty, okay. but you know how most typically, you know, they want 10, then, you know, 10 minutes, you know, you normally give them about eight, maybe seven, sometimes <laughs> five. <laughs> you know how it goes. I remember when me and you first trained and stuff, like, like, dude, I remember, I think when you first started coming in, I think I did my first 20-minute match, and you looked at me and you were like, you good, man? I was like, oh. I was like, I kind of felt like we only did 10. He was like, no, y'all went a full 20, and, uh, and I could I knew your cardio was already up the car. I mean, just you picked it up real quick and stuff. And all right, you got to tell us. So how did you get into wrestling? I know I got, I know how you got in, but I know the people don't know how you got in. So just go ahead and tell them how. Well, actually, you know, I was in, uh, I went to Charlotte, North Carolina for a summer with my girlfriend. She had an internship and, uh, you know, it was something that was bugging me for a little minute. You know, I, uh, I also, that same year, I did, the, uh, I sent the Tough Enough video in. <laughs> like everybody else, I know. Hey, I know I'm, hey, not I, I'm not denying it. I did it too, so don't even feel bad. I, I did it, and, you know, it was, I, it was, you know, the bug just, it was something that I always wanted to do, but I never knew how to actually get in, get into it because, you know, you hear the stories about how it's more like a, a secret, a secret fraternity, and it's like you know the only way you can get in is you no know, is if somebody brings you in. And so I actually, it was I just moved to Charlotte for the summer, and I uh, got a uh, I bought a ticket to AML in the indie show or whatever. And I went I went to the I went to the show, watched it, liked it. I actually stayed after the show and just helped them like put the venue back in order to how it was, you know, when they got there. And then uh, one guy took notice to me. He asked me, he asked me, did I wrestle? I was like, uh, no, I don't. He was, I said, what I would like to. He said, oh, and you, you just stayed back to help? I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get in. So, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, you do. Yeah. And that later on that night, you know, he took me out to eat with him and everything. You know, it was, it was a pretty eventful night. It was. You know, me, him, a lot of guys from the independent scene, like around Tennessee, North Carolina, 
James Storm was there. Ron Simmons was there also. No, I, was like, I got a chance a, to hang out with them. That's a hell of a first experience. Like, <laughs> your experience was so much better than mine. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, when I saw the pictures, I remember you were seriously – I know we'll talk about the CCW game, but I remember when we first started seeing pictures and stuff of you, I was like, man, this dude knows James Storm and all of them. Like, like man, this guy must be really serious on this and stuff. And I know you went – and so how long did you do the thing with North Carolina? Did you try to find a wrestling school out there or well, – Well, see, what happened was that uh, later on that uh, night at, when we were eating and, you know, drinking beer, eating, and the guy told me about uh, George South. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll check it out, you know. And it so happened, I don't know if it was the next day or two days after – I'm uh I'm at a uh I forgot the name of the gym. And I I was doing a uh, leg press and I looked to the left of me and uh, that's Cedric Alexander. <laughs> and he was actually <laughs> he was actually on the, the card. He was actually wrestling. I think he wrestled Sanjay Dutt. I think it was Sanjay Dutt he wrestled on that show. And so I asked him, you know, hey, I want to wrestle. He said, Well, good, I'm going to train today. So he took me to uh well, he trained at which was at George South High Spots, and then from then on, you know. So that's I how sat- you got on that George South was just him just bringing you in. Cedric, yeah, Cedric brought me in. He Cedric uh, told me he said, "Hey, follow me." So I got in my car. He got in his car, and I followed him to uh, High Spots, and from then on, you know, it was on to the races. Hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I can't even get over that. Like I know. I know the price and stuff on George South and stuff. And George South is a very well-known Georgia school. Like, hands down, if you want to really go to a really good school in Georgia, George South would have been the one. Well, now, well, Georgia's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, my bad. So, yeah, in North Carolina. So. I, um, so, what made you – so, how long did you stay at George South wrestling camp? Uh, I pretty much stayed there for the summer. Then, you know, once my girlfriend's internship was over – you know, we moved back to Louisiana for a little stretch until we found out that we were uh, that she was going to be getting a job in Jacksonville, Florida. But when I went back to Louisiana, like I pretty much got a taste of what wrestling was. And I knew that I said, hey, well, I have to I have to change up the way I work out and train a lot more cardio based. So that oh, way, yeah. when I moved to Jacksonville, Florida, you know, I'll wherever I decide to go train at, you know, I'll end up, you know, I'll, I'll be ready. Somewhat mm-hmm. ready. <laughs> I'll, I'll You're still like 70 when I met you. What's up? I said, I think you were still like 270 pounds when I met you. Uh, like, well, when I got, when I got to Jacksonville, I was about two, about 240 Somewhere in that area. Well, two forty. Okay, yeah. I, you were big. I, I mean, just looked big. I don't know. I just looked big. Yeah. I was like, damn shoulders and stuff. I was just like, gosh, dang, man. So, how did you find out about Continental Championship Wrestling? I mean, I pretty much did this here. Like, I did Google searches and Facebook searches on places that uh, wrestling schools in in Jacksonville. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I emailed them all. Few of them came back. Uh, few of them that I did, I saw, and I was like, "Huh, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't 
that that don't seem all that legit. Mm-hmm. And then you know, uh, the owner of CCW, we know who that is. He emailed me back, and we kind of just stayed in contact. You know, just kind of. I started watching the uh, the show that they have, the show that they have on Wednesdays that come on YouTube. I was watching that, kind of getting familiar with the uh, with the guys and how they did things or whatever. Then once I moved to Jacksonville, I came out that day. Uh, it was supposed to be uh, the Stampede show in January, yeah. ended up getting canceled. So I just that was my first day. It was a rainy day. I came out there. Then, oh, so you. Yeah, your first day, I wasn't out there. That's right. No, nah, you were not there. Yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, the show's canceled, whatever. I was just like, okay, I'm going to kind of take a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't get that many offers, and I, that's the first time I will honestly say a show has ever been canceled when it was supposed to be booked. I think that was the only time I have ever experienced that, and it was kind of weird. Because we promoted it all through that month. Obviously, we, me and you both know Stampede was a big marquee show. And um, and Nassau County, it was actually a good draw. Yeah. Believe it or not, it was actually a really good draw. Um, so, how long did you train before you got your first match? Obviously, I know, but I yeah, just want if everybody you, if else. You, if you count, like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to count. The uh, stuff I did in North Carolina because it was like I was still mm-hmm. pretty much in that basic uh, bump phase where, you know, I really didn't run any spots. Yeah, but I want to say it was about roughly you could say a good solid three months before I got three months uh, before I made I got in the ring and it was you know I tell people that today and that's like three months three months three months like that was that was fast and you know I. I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of give them the, the the real situation of why I think that you know it was kind of, you know, three months, uh, in a sense where you know I had a good look, and you know I was pretty much yeah. pretty much in there, you know, and I mean being in there, you know, in three months I already had it in my mind, like you know, to stay within my realm, and only do things that I know mm-hmm. how to do well, and not try to get ahead of myself, and that's pretty much how you know. A lot of guys, their first matches are a disaster. Like, and I feel like my first match it wasn't a disaster. I mean, you can see, like, me being green as hell. But other than that, you know, it was pretty. It was controlled. Yeah, I mean, it was just based off of chain wrestling, and like I said, you knew exactly what you. You only did what you knew, and that was like my mat. My first match, I remember. Also, I took about six months before I had my first match because obviously. Uh, there wasn't that many shows for a while, a little bit, whatever. So, um, I had my first show in Callahan. You had your first show, I think, in Abbeville, Georgia. Nah, nah, it, it, was, a, nah, it was a Yuli. My first match was, uh, oh, yeah, it was Yuli. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, the first match was your Stampede. <laughs> you made your debut in Abbeville. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, went out there in That's Abbeville. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So you made your first debut. It was on Stampede, and I think you wrestled Frankie, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, I wrestled Frankie. Yeah, I wrestled Frankie. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a good match. I mean, honestly, for your first match, obviously when we first come in, everybody's going to look at you and go, okay, just get your first match over with, and then you can continue on, basically. Basically just saying, hey, get over, 
get your worst match that you can possibly have over with so you can shake that off and try to keep going better. Um, obviously, you kept progressing more and more. Uh, what what did you really learn in Continental Championship Wrestling? I guess you could say I learned as far as, like, kind of just, like, the principles of, like, prof- the principles of pro wrestling or how it is, how the business is, how to deal with certain things or what, you know, things like that. And just, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of being around, you know, saying some great guys, the camaraderie, you know, saying the brotherhood side of things. That's a lot of things that, you know, that I really learned there. Mm-hmm. I remember me and you got real close right off the get-go. And um, obviously you – you didn't come in there like you knew everything. Obviously, for you to come from George Dallas Wrestling School and stuff, you came in there really wanting to learn. And obviously, to be honest with you, most of the guys still there were very green. as Not as green as you, just because obviously you just were just getting in there. But obviously, a group of guys that were also in there was pretty green as well, um, including myself, because obviously we, we have that saying, hey, you're not – considered not green anymore unless after you have 100 matches. But there's still people that had over 100 matches and I could still probably consider it green. So, obviously, I, I love the fact that you always wanted to make yourself more and more better. Obviously, you love changing your moveset more than I could imagine. <laughs> I don't know how that is now. I, it, but I remember so many creative ideas. I remember – you would always ask me to come out there and train with you. And you're like, all right, I want to try this. I want to try this. And I was just like, okay, yeah, let's go. I mean, you want to do it. Sweet. I remember you wanted to try the, the Apollo Crews backflip for a while. Yeah. Is that still in the mood now nah, or not even? A, uh, see, uh, see, the thing is with that, you know, it's like with wrestling, it's a lot of trial and error. Like you have to try like a lot of yep, things man. and you actually have to see like what works for you and what you're going to say and what doesn't. And mm-hmm. you know, I did the uh I did the moonsault in a few of my matches and it was just like I was doing it, you know, I kept trying to, you know, perfect it, perfect it, perfect it, but it was it just wasn't it was, you know, if I did it ten times, two times it'll be right. And I was on the show with uh yeah. with MVP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, Don't do that no more. And so <laughs> And he said, do the th- he said, don't do that no more. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm not doing it anymore. Taking. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, and that was like one of the and that was like one of the things you know, like uh, what really helped me, you know, saying develop, you know, in mm-hmm. my craft was when you know, I went against the grain against everybody there, you know, at CCW at the time, and I I would work other shows. I work them outside of Florida, but it was getting out there and getting that experience, you know, basically getting like a different set of eyes on you, being in there with different people, different skill sets, mm-hmm. and just kind of learning how to how to work with them, you know, and and in wrestling, that's that's what you need, you know. You have to get out there and work with different people, you know. It's repetition, repetition, repetition. That's how you get. Mm-hmm. That's how you get good. Like and I learned like learning on the fly, you know, and things like that. Cause like I've been in I've been in plenty of matches where you know it kind of got off track, but you know, but I had the wherewithal, you know what I'm saying, to kind of you know what I'm saying be just to keep it going. Yeah, just to keep it going. And that just kind of, you know, just getting out there and just is wrestling as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I remember me and you had that conversation a while back. 
and I remember you were working shows outside of CCW too, and you were actually talking me into it, and you were actually just asking me on advice a little bit of stuff, and you were also asking me, hey, what am I doing and stuff? And obviously, we had a little bit of a gig going on at the same time, but obviously, you knew the backstage gimmick, whatever. I'm not going to say all that other crap. I don't care for it, whatever. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I was only supposed to be wrestling at one area, according to somebody. Um, you wanted to, you you knew what you were going to do. You knew when you came in there, you wanted to take some knowledge, but you wanted to progress more. And obviously, you've been doing a great job with it, bro. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat that. Um, maybe I should have probably took that chance a little bit earlier than when I decided to go. Maybe I'd still probably be going a little bit more than, than I am now, but hey. I'm very proud of you. And um, just tell us about those experiences since after you left CCW. Man, you know, it was it was great. You know, it was great. You know, I was traveling, traveling a lot more, getting in the ring with, mm-hmm. you know, I had a chance to uh, wrestle, wrestle uh, Alpha Jr., who was uh, Manu in, uh, was it, is it in Legacy? Yeah, he was in Legacy. One of the, part of the Samoan dynasty. I got a chance to get in there with him, you know, Learn from him. Uh, like I did a couple of WWE extra work runs. I did that one time before it just, you know, and I got a chance to go to Japan. Like I went actually went to Japan my first, it was inside of my first year of wrestling. Yeah. When I, I remember me and you talked a lot when you were at Japan. And I was really curious, like, how do you call a match with someone that can't speak English? Yeah, it, and wrestling is a universal language, it's a universal language. Yeah. Like that that experience there it was like kind of small. It was like small, so it was mm-hmm. like that one was kind of it was kind of easy. It was more easier. It was easy the first go round cuz you know I only I had about 3 matches. The first guy I had a match with uh Wild 7 who I became good friends with. He passed away uh last year a stomach cancer, but like he could speak a little English. So it was Is that the guy that you sp- that you worked with that spoke English at first? Yeah, yeah, he he could speak a little English, so like it was it was easy, it was an easy match. And then the second, now the second match I had, it was like uh, the UWFI. It was it was like it was it was a it was it was a shoot, but it was it was a shoot work. One of those <laughs> one of those type deals where you know, but it was no, it was like strictly grappling and strikes and you know, slams and it was no, you couldn't run the ropes. Like, oh. It was kind of like old school, basically, just to see how true and real you are, basically. <laughs> yeah, and it was, you know, when the when the guy kicked, he kicked. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. I was feeling it in that match, that particular match. I was, like, feeling it, you know, like, like he kicked me. He was, like, kicked me harder. So I stuck my leg out, and I told him to kick it, and he was welling on it. He was welling on it. And, you know, that mm. adrenaline pumping, I didn't feel it. So after the match, you know, pretty much in Japan, you know, oh. you take the train everywhere. And I'm walking back to my hotel from the train, and I'm like, man, my leg hurt. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like a bruise. Yeah, I I was like, like, I'm not doing that no more. (laughs) We're not working the legs no more. (laughs) See, but see, in in Japan, you know, they they like that. They like that. They love that toughness. Oh, yeah. They love that, so. But as far as like really, I mean, I give you props for doing that, man, because I remember people used to say, if you want a longevity in wrestling, probably Japan is not the way to go. But if you really want experience, obviously, you want to go all around. And 
you're getting to know all the styles of wrestling. Like, I preach on my podcast all the time, like, there's so much wrestling that people just don't even know. And it, it blew my mind. I remember when me and you were talking back and forth your first time in Japan, because I was just blown away, like, all the new stuff that you were telling me, all this new show stuff you were showing me. I mean, you were just being a true fan to it, but obviously people were treating you like a superstar and stuff out there. And, I mean, that, that had to be really cool, bro. And especially you were starting to gain uh, popularity out there too, weren't you? Uh, With yeah, the fans? Yeah, yeah. I, I, gained a, I gained a couple of fans, you know what I'm saying, while I was uh... – when I did that, that uh, I did a few spot shows, but it really kind of, I really started to get immersed in the, I guess you say the Japanese style of wrestling. Uh, this past, mm-hmm. what well, last fall when I went with zero, uh, when I was with zero one. So, and, and but that was, is that like uh, a real that, brand out there? Huh? Is that, um, is that like a real main brand out there? Yeah, zero, yeah, one? zero one is uh, one of the main brands out there. You know, you have New Japan, you have All Japan. Yeah. Pro Wrestling Noah, Dragon Gate, you have Zero One, DDT. Like, uh, Zero One was started. I thought you tried to work on Dragon Gate. I thought you did try to get on. Well, no, nah, I was, uh, I was, uh, in talks with, uh, Russell, Russell One also. Okay. Yeah, it was Russell One. Uh, but they, uh, Russell One, oh, Russell One, uh, they went on, they, uh, they just, uh, recently, uh, recently folded, but they're also, uh, Kazayashi, who was the president before uh, Russell unfolded, he's actually coming out with a new company in the fall, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, connected with him and uh, Sonny Ono. I remember Sonny Ono from uh, WCW. Mm-hmm. He and I, he and I, we talk here and there about uh, wrestling in Japan, just overall things. He and I, we both have, we both have pugs, so we kind of share that bond where he sent me pictures of his pug, and I send him pictures of mine. Yeah. Hey man, at least you got at least you got your gimmick out there. And I mean that's honestly what the thing is. You promote yourself up there. And obviously you gotta travel. And clearly I learned that at the long at the wrongest time because dude, I was at the top of my game for a while and I just obviously I was just enjoying that I was actually one of those main event guys for a while because you knew when I first started out, I guess everybody kinda saw me as like the mid card mascot. And I and you know for a fact I busted my rear end and I put everything in. Obviously, when it was time to promote me and you for the main ones that are always out there doing something, uh, me and you got really close for a while. And I, I ain't gonna lie, man, I missed you when you decided to off and go a little bit. So I was man. like, oh man, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna see him. <laughs> man, it, it was, but see, see, it was just, it see, it was kind of like a thing where it's like, you know, I had no problem doing what I was doing because you know I so said I had to I pretty much said hey I'm not gonna work anywhere in Florida. If I'm working Florida mm-hmm. it's gonna be for you. But at the end yeah. of the day it's like you know I, I want business. I want it's I wanted to grow. Like I wanted to grow like you know it's like you know in the ring you it's like you have to evolve. You have to constantly stay evolving. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and it just became a thing. It's like you know I felt like I was in a box and I didn't want to be confined to this box. And it was just like, you know, I couldn't, me and we couldn't, only way we would have worked is if one of us would have turned heel. And that wasn't, mm-hmm. that wasn't happening. So in this, you know, it just, it was just, you know, I just felt like I needed to grow. You know, I felt, I felt like I'm not, I don't want to say that I felt I was getting too big for it or nothing because it's not that at all. It's just that, you know, 
I just kind of felt you wanted to learn something new. Yeah, and I and I kind of felt like I was, guess you could say, being held down. Oh yeah, dude. I, I mean, honestly, yeah, the handcuffs were off. And I mean, I remember, I remember when I, I kind of like parted my ways a little bit with them. Uh, obviously, I got the sour taste, whatever. But I remember you texted me and said, "About time the handcuffs are off." Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, I remember. And and and, and that's and that's. I mean, a lot of people apparently, and the one thing was blowing my mind on this. I didn't know how many people were anxiously waiting for me to take that step. Um. And it, it was really shocking, like, because obviously we were on this one product for so long, we're only knowing from what we hear in that box. And, I mean, common sense on that. So, obviously, as long as we've been there, obviously, we're going to build our trust, loyalty, and everything into that box. And, obviously, the rumors and whatever on that box, that's all we're going to follow, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what we adapted to for so long. And then obviously if something's not going our way that we bust our butts on, we put our work in, we do what we need to do, and we're still just getting that, eh, you're okay type scenario, then obviously it's time to take out the box and just be like, okay, it's time to do something new. Yeah. And um, and obviously you have done that. Obviously, um, I, I know we went in talking about your New Japan gig, but I want to know what did you really learn in the Cody Rhodes camp? But one for what was it called again? Oh, one fall wrestling. Oh, one fall. You mean uh, what? You talking? Are oh, you talking about? Well, I know it's called. Oh, it's called. Yeah. It's called the Nightmare Factory. Uh, now, like uh, yeah. well, I started going well. You know how seminars was such a, you know, when you mentioned seminar over there, you know, it was looked down upon or whatever. But yeah, you remember uh, the hurricane. Um, the hurricane that that was supposed to hit Jacksonville, and uh, we ended up evacuating to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I uh, I was actually going to go to that camp, but I remember <laughs> we had Russell Cash, and I was already on the car. Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I, 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 this is yeah, yeah. That's I was talking about actually how I got. I'm I'm telling you how I got plugged into one fall. Okay, okay, I got. You. And so I came came out here for a seminar. Like I was just chilling in my hotel room, and I hit up uh. QT and I said, Hey, because he was mm-hmm. promoting that he had Jay Lethal coming in and uh, okay. Jay Lethal for a seminar. And I was, and he kind of said, You know, we don't have any more spots left. So I hit him up. I told him my situation. I just evacuated. Do you have any more spots left? So he was like, Yeah, you can come in. So I went in, uh, I went in, went to the uh, two day seminar, and that's kind of like how I got plugged in, pl- plugged in over there. And that's what, to be honest, that was the one thing that shifted you know what i'm saying it kind of changed my mindset into where i was like it's so much that i'm not learning and it's so much that's like not being taught you know what i'm saying it was so much that we mm-hmm. wasn't being taught there that we needed to know in order to get to the yeah. next level and that's kind of like what you know what your goal should be you know so you should want to work at a you know what I'm saying work at a higher rate and also you know what I'm saying always trying to improve where you're wrestling at. Whether it, I agree. And so I, agree I saw that and I was like, well, that's what kind of you know what I'm saying made me kind of start like want to really get out more. And then you know we eventually my girlfriend and I we eventually moved to uh Atlanta and I started training over there. You know, train over there. Like immediately when I got there, they had the Dusty Rose camp, which is the camp you was mentioning. 
Dusty Rose Scholarship mm-hmm. Camp. You know, we had a it was about 60 people at that camp. You know, you had you had uh Dr. Tom Pritchard there, you had Les Thatcher there, Glacier was there, QT was there, uh Kevin Kelly was there also. Yeah, I, I was actually shocked to see that they had Kevin Kelly out there. Yeah, and, and Kevin Kelly, you know, he 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 like I say he dropped some good knowledge. They all dropped great knowledge. You know, you had mm-hmm. years and years of experience, you know, in one place at the same time. So it was a it was a real big uh learning experience for me. And just, you know. Yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I remember me and you were talking about it. you sent me the thing and you were like, Hey man, this is when this date and I looked at you and I was like, You know Chris just booked me on that damn wrestle. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean Yeah. And this was when I guess I was winning the title finally. Oh no, I won my first title when you won the tag, I remember. That was your first strap, I remember, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think back. Well, uh, so that was after that wrestle bash, whatever. And I was like, you know, he's already got me booked. <laughs> <laughs> I was always trying to be loyal. Like, if I had a book and whatever, I'm gonna just, I'll do the booking. I mean, that's whatever. That's, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Even though I was just like, oh my gosh, I really want to do this, like. Cody Rhodes, he's got this gig coming out so far. I knew AEW was already in the process a little bit already. I was just like, man, this is a huge opportunity for me. And I was like, but then I'm like, oh man, I got so much family going to be at the show that I'm supposed to be at. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have you have to you have to like you know do do your commitments. Like that was pretty much like a a camp seminar type deal, like a learning like learning experience. So, you, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. You know, you got to get at the end of the day, you have to get your money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's exactly and like I'm a, so. And I'm like, I, I, I would never tell nobody cancel the show because like me personally, like I I don't cancel shows. Like if I'm booked on your show, I will be there. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. And, I remember when you first started taking uh, bookings, you took straight up to New Orleans, right? Even when you were with Continental Championship Wrestling, you were booking in New in Louisiana. Right? Yeah, I was going. I was going to Louisiana. I was coming uh, out here to Georgia also. Uh, mm-hmm. Philadelphia. That's, That's right. I remember you doing that Philadelphia one. I remember I texted you first thing. I was like, "Bro, you got to try one of their steak and cheese and let me know what it tastes like." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember you were just, like, just it's just a certain cheese and that's it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That's the only ingredient. <laughs> I remember that was the first thing I was just like, man, you just gotta let me know how the steak and cheese goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty, yeah, they're pretty good, man. That's that's the one that's the one thing that I do whenever I travel these places. I I, I indulge in the food. If they have something that that well known for oh, I, I go I find mean, it. <laughs> I mean, that's what you really do. I mean, the one thing I loved about what you did. Honestly, I, I lived vicariously through you because literally, obviously, at the time, we like to use the saying, I'm not really going to talk bad about it or whatever because I'm appreciative of what everything they gave me, every knowledge I got. I'm very appreciative of the character I was. It made me a better person in type scenarios. Obviously, I was not shy when I was this character, clearly. And I remember when you first met me, I probably wasn't the nicest person. I, I was kind of shy in some things. But I... I learned how to embrace that in some some way, um, but I remember when I would when you always tell me these bookings and I, 
and me and you would even talk about just the certain foods. We wouldn't even really talk about what show you're at. We're just like, okay, what's the main foods they got? I remember when you were in Louisiana, obviously you're from there. I'm like, you got to tell me what's their cake. What's that Cajun stuff they love to take all the time? What's that gumbo or whatever that stuff yeah. is? And um, I've never had some of that stuff. So I was just like, man, what's that taste like? And you're like, man, that's the bomb. <laughs> and I mean, when you come back to Jacksonville, you be making that stuff and all that. I'm like, that, you know all that? Like, cool. But um, so you went to the Nightmare. Well, now it's called the Nightmare Factory. You also wrestled there for how long? I wrestled there for about a, uh, for about a good year. Good, yeah. Did you what? What was the main stuff that you learned in, at that that wrestling school? Who the that that's the main stuff I learned. It was just really come like everything coming together. Like I knew how to. I learned mm-hmm. how to form a match. Some basic psychology of a match. Uh, just and really just being in there, I, testing my skills with with just different people. Like you know, through the whole, like mm-hmm. throughout the school. I watched your match with Chico Adams. That was actually really Chico, good. Chico, and I do Chico Adams. I think it was. Which, I think it was him. I think it was. Was it Chico Adams or was it somebody? I remember it was the match you did with One Fall Wrestling. Uh, I can't remember who. Let me see. He had like a long scream with it a little bit. He had a long, a long. Echo type scenario. Obviously, like he that was his gimmick, I guess. He like to scream his name or something. Hmm. I'm not totally sure on it. <laughs> I know but I had a uh, what I wrestled Matt Sales. Matt Sales uh love Matt Sales. That's one of the he's he's one of the guys who at one fall who really, really helped me out. Like Matt's one of those I've heard Matt's nothing but great things about Matt Sales. Like honestly, if you want to learn how to be a wrestler, Matt Sells would be the good guy. <laughs> let, let Matt tell you, don't learn nothing from him. He's the worst wrestler in the world. Matt will tell you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell you. No, that's what Mono and all them told me. Like, like he's really knowledge on stuff, but he'll sit here and tell you, like, hey, I'm probably one of the worst wrestlers. You probably don't want to learn anything from me. And I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> like, whatever you say. Like, obviously. You don't want to take that for granted, but whatever. But obviously, Matt Sells also helped you encourage your stuff. Um, so we go in from One Fall Wrestling. Now you're at uh, Rock and Roll Express's. Uh, yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with uh, Mr. Robert Gibson. You know that's I had. I felt like I, I felt like you know what I'm saying like that. Like not going and learn something from him, I was doing a disservice to my career because, you know, you're looking at someone who was over, still is over, had over, I mean, had over half, well over 30 plus years of experience in the business, had like a gazillion matches with any and everybody, been through it all in the ring, you know, just sitting under that learning tree, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I felt that I needed to do, you know, for myself and just like really from what I learned, like what I'm learning there, like I, it's like I'm learning a different, I'm, a different way of doing things, you know, different than what. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of basic things that with myself that I need to correct it on because like, I mean, I can, it's, you know, we all, we all can do the moves. 
Oh yeah. With ease. We can... It's just based off of how you could do it differently and honestly how you could perfect it your own. Yeah. And honestly, I had the same talk with uh Hold My Beer, Proc, and Jay, and just another a good select few guys. Wrestling is recycled. It's always it's never gonna be Tommy Maddox's move, never gonna be American Prodigy's move, never gonna be anyone's move. It's just you're gonna use it. And just try to do it your way. And it's, sometimes it's really hard because now wrestling has done everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously, it's just no such thing as, oh, it's just my moveset or his moveset. So, yeah, it, sorry for interrupting. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like the moves, the movesets are one thing. But, like, the one thing, like, right now, like, when I, when I head into training and the one thing I focus on, I'm 100% focused on now is like the things between the moves, like, you know, it, it's footwork, it, mm-hmm. it, it's placement, it's it's the little things that you do, like different ways to cut somebody off instead of, instead of like, you know, some of the basic ways trying to like this. And I feel like in wrestling now, that's, that's what sets you apart from everybody else because, I mean, Everybody, you have some guys who can do any and everything, but it's it's those little things that you can do that that'll help you stand out. You know, as far as like mm-hmm. being in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Obviously, I mean the biggest thing about wrestling, and I've preached it numerous times on my podcast, is your gimmick. Your character is what you present in the ring. You could do backflips, leapfrogs, drop kicks all day long. If you're not approaching your gimmick, if you're not showing the crowd what your character is, you're wasting their time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting the the bumps that you're taking because it's just like, oh, we don't know what you're doing. And I this because I remember we had this a talk before. I remember when we when you were just about to come out of CCW gym, you didn't like starting the matches out with tie-ups and old-school way. Has that kind of changed now, or you just kind of put it in a little bit, but it's at the right time type scenario? I mean, it. see, right now, it, it, it kind of it depends on – it just depends on the story, like, me and the guy, my opponent would like to tell. You know, it just depends on it. But, like, mm-hmm. right now, I'm being honest with you, the reason why I didn't, like, start the matches like that because – I couldn't change very too, well. I couldn't too. change very well. <laughs> I couldn't. So why would I why would I put myself in that situation, you know? Hey, hey bro, I remember those uh arm locks you used to give me and uh I, I felt like I had a good tricep extension that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, but like now, like it 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 like it really doesn't matter to me how like how like I actually started. But like she like whenever uh Whenever I was in Japan with Zero One, you know, that typically, you know, they like to they like to see the skill side of wrestling in the beginning. So that's kind of like pretty much how I started a lot of my matches with a lot of chain wrestling. So I, I've grown to like really I really like to do it now. So like it, it just like it just depends on what we kind of how how we choose to tell our story, what story that we want to tell. It just, you know, sometimes like I'm I mean, I'm a bigger guy. And a lot of times I'm in there, I'm in there with bigger guys and you know, we'll chain, but we don't get deep into the chain like how I would like to get in get into it. Yeah. I will I I know a lot of people are probably gonna be like, What the heck is chain? 
Uh, chain wrestling is basically basic wrestling moves. So it's like obviously a lockup. That's what we call the collar and elbow, a headlock, arm ringer, just little simple things. That's what we call chain wrestling. If anyone doesn't understand what we're saying, <laughs> I mean, I mean, but uh, I, I see some of your matches, bro. Like you've actually started picking up that chain wrestling pretty quick, and um. Obviously, I know since you've been to New Japan, the snugness is definitely still there. I remember I've been taking a fair share of forearms from you, my friend. So I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's just like I remember a couple of matches. I, I remember when you were in New Japan. I'm like, I hope you're wearing a mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so, um, I started wearing a mouth guard like uh, because two of my uh, favorite wrestlers they wear mouth guards. Uh, Neil mm-hmm. Michi Marafuji and Takashi Sagura. I hope I said the name right, but those are like two of my favorites. That's uh, that's wrestling right now. Ain't no they wear mouth guards, and I was like, you know what? Just out of out of a tribute to them because they do it. I started doing it, and then I just dis- mm-hmm. I decided to. I was looking around, and I saw some had you know colorful mouth guards, and they have the kind with the beast teeth and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. I thought of a unique way. I mean, they have some wrestlers who wear wear grills when they wrestle. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna get a mouth guard." With, Is it with actual a grill. grills? Huh? Is it actual grills they're wrestling in? I mean, uh, one one guy does it. I I mean, I haven't I haven't wrestled on a show with him before, but I've seen him take promo uh-huh. pictures. With him, so I don't know if he actually wrestles with it in. I was about to say that is a brave man. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, since you've already talked about the mouthpiece, man, you gotta tell me the story. What is up with that sweet behind mouthpiece that you are now rocking for your gimmick now? It, you gotta tell me about this gimmick now, Mister Gucci Man. <laughs> nah, it, it's pretty much it's. Pr- I pretty much did what they say is the best character is to take yourself and put yourself times ten, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much what I did as far as like me being. A former athlete, but I'm still, I'm still mm-hmm. an athlete. But as far as like you know, playing football, running track, it it kind of it that like that part of my background has helped me in the ring a lot. You know, right now, yeah, right now I'm 255 pounds and like I'm extremely athletic. So I guess you know I would definitely put on some weight because I remember the last time I saw pictures of you were like 225, yeah. and I'm just sitting there looking. I'm like, how does this man do this? Like I'm literally just sitting at a one seventy. One seventy three on a good day. That's maybe if I eat the baby two two sandwiches before I get on the scale. <laughs> but dude, how the heck you do this? Man, it's I remember we had this conversation before. You're like, man, you just got a dirty bulkhead and do with this. And I was like, bro, that ain't gonna work for me. <laughs> well see, this 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 time around, like I actually did it a lot cleaner. A lot cleaner, mm-hmm. like I did more or less a clean bulk where I ate lean meats. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the thing was was getting getting that protein in and getting those calories in. But the thing was is like my protein, I pretty much would eat my body weight in grams every day. Yeah, uh, sometimes I'd be a little little under or a lot over, but that was that was the main thing and. And when I put on the weight I did this time, because it was it was like it it's like a it was like a process. 
I had I had yeah. it mapped out in stages. Like, okay, I want to be here at this time, and I want to be there at that time. So it was like I got super big. I got up at one point. I got up to like two sixty five, two seventy. But that's when I cut it all the way that back down to two twenty five. When you saw me ripped up, and I said, "Okay, now that I'm here, let me go ahead." I thought you were crazy when you were cutting back down. I was just like, "Why? Just stick there." But you're like, man, I want to get agile. And you were still agile for 270 pounds. Yeah. Like, you were still able to throw a leapfrog and everything else. And I was just like, man, you can still get there. I remember throwing off a little subject of, I've got to talk about that drop kick that you did to the guy that was on the top rope. Bruh, are you putting a little bit of prodigy in there when you throw that <laughs> drop kick? Like, I remember me and you had a little drop kick contest when back in the old days. I like to call it the old days. Obviously, it's probably like yeah. two years ago, three years now. But I, I your drop kicks have gotten up there, man. Like, it's, like wow. I, for you to be as big as you are and still able to do that, hey, I know you got eyes looking at you on that. I know for a fact. It's obviously because. You don't see big dudes doing that often. It's you know it, it's it's you no know, that's a testament to what I do you know with my training. Like I do a lot of explosion, a lot of jump drills because yeah. because like you know I said that's what I want to that's that's what I wanted to be. Like I wanted to be the muscular, athletic guy because you know when you when you're muscular or whatever, you you kind of get a stigma a stigma placed upon yeah. you. Like you you can't do much. And not, not necessarily that. I think it's you're already booked to an extent to where they've got to make it to where you can't just have a squash match. You have to at least, if someone's going to beat you type scenario, obviously it's going to be they're going to have to give their all to take you down type scenario. Uh, obviously, in wrestling, size is a big thing in wrestling. It's not as bad as it used to be back in the day, but dude, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You would have probably fit in with those big guys back in the day on some of these things, especially the moves that you. Yeah, and and don't see it, and and that's see it and, and, and and see that right, like what you saying that right there, that plays into my quote unquote gimmick, my quote unquote character, because like I call myself, I'm timeless. What that mean yeah. is like you could put me in any era, and I'll hold my own. And I'll stand out. You know, I can I can fit. I mean, I could fit way back in the golden age. I could fit in the attitude era. I could fit ruthless aggression. Like I can, I can fit in any one. You could take my skill sets and put them in each one. Yep, I, I agree with you on that, man. Um, I just love the work ethic you're doing. Obviously, I remember when I first decided, okay, I'm gonna start going on my own and doing something. And you're like, man, if you need any help, whatever. And I appreciate you giving me advice on that stuff and everything. It's just. Obviously, I was more of a family man, and I told you that from the beginning of everything. And uh, and I kind of I think I told you first thing when I was actually gonna have my daughter born. And obviously, I still had a leg in, leg issue for a while and stuff. And obviously, my neck was starting to give me a little bit of issue. But you were like, man, I will always help you because I always want somebody that's the best for somebody that's working their butts off to get there. And you knew I I put in everything I had. I tried to give everything I got and that's what I loved working with you because me and you were like two of peas in the pods like we were keeping up with each other talking about hey you were on my behind about my eating for a while 
I remember that junk. I remember you made me so much chicken. I literally felt like I was going to be sick sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know how you do this crap, dude. And he was like, man, but look at you. You're starting to pick up a little bit of size. And I remember Turner was getting happy about it. I'm like, man, I'm losing my abs, though. Like, I don't know if this is right. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, like I said, it, it's kind of like if you look at it, it's, 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 level, it's levels to it. You know, like if you look mm-hmm. at some of the bodybuilders of, you know, they start off in like the the lower lower weight class, and over yeah. time, you know, they they get stupid big. I mean, but they kind of you know they they do other things, but you know, but still, it's oh, yeah. it's, it's still that that gradual growth into it. And it's like, you know, if you put on weight too fast, it'll mess you up. Obviously, it'll mess you up like you can't it. move. So it's like it's good to kind of do it a little a little bit at a time. You know, gain some, lose some, gain a little more, mm-hmm. lose a little more. You know. And just kind of get to where where you want to be, but yeah, you know, like yeah. I'm I'm all about you know if, if you if you want it and if I see you want it, I'll you know I'll help anybody. You know, like I've been the one thing about me is I network and I've been kind of plugged in. Like I was yep. kind of plugged into wrestling as far as like people on the indies, certain places to wrestle. I've been I was plugged in before I even had my first match. So it, yep. it's like I say, it's kind of like a thing where you know, if I see something, I click on it, and if I see something else interesting, I click on that, and so on and so on and so on. Next thing you know, I'm finding out who this person is and who that person is, and it's like you know, when when it comes to like social media, the one thing that has helped me a lot is my networking because like, when it comes to getting opportunities, I'm relentless on it, and. I get in trouble a lot, you know, from my girlfriend and just, just kind of people seeing me. They're like, you always on that phone. You always on that phone. Yeah, but I, I, when, I'm on, oh, yeah. when I'm on my phone, like, I'm I'm working. I'm working, yeah, working, working. I remember I used to, I mean, honestly, it's peaceful now. <laughs> I will not lie to you. <laughs> my phone used to ring so much when me and my wife, when me and Samantha were first dating. <laughs> Sometimes it almost caused a lot of issues. <laughs> like, literally, when it's, like, every hour, you hear in, like, four or five rooms. So, I mean, I don't technically miss all of that. But, obviously, the networking is the big marquee thing to ever expand. Get yourself up in ranks. You know I got to ask you, what made you want to change your name from Jackson Castle to Tommy Maddox? What's the difference between – them both but between both characters oh well uh when i got to uh zero one they asked me uh because they had a guy uh guy there named jackson already so mm-hmm. whenever they asked me to come up with a name i just i just kind of my my girlfriend and i we kind of both agreed on maddox but we we're trying to think of a, a first name so i was just uh let me just go tommy i just Threw Tommy out there, you know, it was something easy for them to pronounce. And it was like when I came mm-hmm. back, when I got back home, I was like, I just threw that, I just threw Tommy out there. And I was like, it wasn't really much thought into it. You know, I just kind of said the name. It just I just rolled with it. And then, you know, I start mm-hmm. seeing it's like, you know, you get on shows and so many guys uh have the same first name as you. So I just kind of I dropped, I dropped <laughs> the Tommy and I just was going by Maddox until I found something that I felt that actually Bit me, and this is another mm-hmm. reason why I said Tommy too, because you know my my government name is Thomas, and you know it. One of the one of the most mm-hmm. confusing things is when you walk into a locker room, you when someone asks you their name, 
or you ask somebody their name, a lot of times, you know, some well, this is what I kind of learned when I uh when I did extra work with WWE or whatever. Like whenever you go to the locker, you know, you walk in back catering and you introduce yourself to some of them, they don't give you their wrestling name. They give you their real name. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just it kind of threw me off a little bit. And it was kind of like, you know, when it came to the business side of things. You know, every, people were calling me Jackson, and they would look up for Jackson. They would look for Jackson, and but it would be under Thomas. So I just kind of said, I'll just go with Thomas, Tommy. It kind of rolls the same, you know, whatever. And I did that. Like I say, I, I felt that it didn't fit. So I was like, what's something that, you know, that, that sounds more like me? And, that, and I'm a big Mike. I'm a yeah. big, big, big Mike Tyson fan. When I look at and when I look at <laughs> when I look at Mike Tyson, I see myself as far as like size wise. Mike Tyson was, you know, he was a smaller guy, but he was boxing guys that are like bigger than him. And so it's kind of like you know, with me being a wrestling, like I'm a I'm a shorter guy, and I'm you know a lot of, more than likely I'm in there with someone who may be a little bit more taller than me, but they're not bigger than me, they're not stronger than me. So that's kind of like you know. So I'll I'll, just, I'll keep the Maddox because that's what I wanted to say. But I'll go Tyson. Same initials. Hey man, yeah. I mean, you need to trim that goatee a little bit, man. You're looking like a Apollo for a little man, bit. I, I, man, I, I trimmed, <laughs> I, man, I man, the quarantine, the quarantine thing, it, it messed me up. Like I went, to, I actually, I actually trimmed it. Uh, you know, I got. Oh, no, I've trimmed, always I messed it Friday. I trimmed it down Friday. <laughs> This, this past, oh, I haven't seen it recently. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I trimmed it down. I'm, I'm kind of mad that I trimmed it, but you know, I had to make it look neat because, man, I hadn't seen my, t- I had, hey, I haven't seen my top lip in like three months. So I'm, I'm eating food. I'm eating. <laughs> I'm eating my mustache. I'm chewing things, and I'm like, and you know, <laughs> I don't know how y'all do that. Like, honestly, I remember you used to give me so much lip. You remember when I played around and I made that. I made that little porn stash on top of my lip, and then I took a picture of my wife just to be funny about it. And you looked at it, he's like, "Bro, please keep it." Like I was like, "What?" No, no I, the reason, like the reason, the reason why I t- I was I was trying to tell you to keep it because it's like you know, it was like being where we were at the time, wrestling where we were. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a new idea you know, for a game. They, they never, it's like, it was a thing where they never, it's like, you couldn't evolve into something different. You know, it, it's like they want you to stay mm-hmm. the same the whole time. And I was like, you know, yeah. you've been, you was an American prodigy for like a minute, you know, and eventually, eventually, <laughs> you know, so it'll come to a point where you would want to take off that mask. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. and, you know, with, you kind of developing something underneath that at that time, you know what I'm saying? When you do decide to take off the mask, you know, you have a whole, like you have a whole different, you know, thing going where you can play around. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, you know, where you look at when Ray Mysterio lost his mask or whatever, when he lost his mask, you're like, Oh, that's what like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Ray, I see you. I wanted, you don't know how bad I wanted to drop that mask so much. I remember my last match with Jamie, Jamie was so for the idea, man. Like, and I told him, I was like, you know what? It's my last time. Go ahead. And Chris came in the back and he goes, no, 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 no. 
and I told Jamie, I was like, if you want to do it, we'll do it. And because um, at that time I was slowly leaving and I didn't want to really cause commotion about it or anything. I didn't want to cause an issue or whatever. I was just going to be like, you know what, we'll do the injury angle or whatever. And, and that'll be it. And that was one of my things. I didn't want to be anyone else but American Flag. I thought I, I love the I love the idea of just being a superhero. I love being under a mask because clearly you knew personally at hand that I used to be very jokative in the ring. I would laugh more than I yeah, would want to wrestle. But but see but but yeah, but the thing is with that also, it was like, you know, with you kind of keeping the mask, it was like you was confined to that one mask. Because mm-hmm. I used to send you all yeah. kind of like, hey, try this mask. Hey, try this oh, mask. Oh, I know. Like, this this will be cool. It's like, you know, it, you know, just, just kind of like add different layers. Because, you know, like one thing I kind of is like, you know, you can you can kind of tell a different story just in the type of clothes that mm-hmm. you wear. Because, you know, like sometimes you can wear the same thing for every, every, every match. But it might come down to that match when you mean business. You may take off the, the you yeah. know, this color and throw on that color. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. And, 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 it's, mean, and it stands out. You know, that's like uh, with uh, Masawa in uh, Japan. Like, he would wear, like, green all the time. He wore green, 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 green. It was like one particular time he just wore red. And it was like, oh, he wore red. It was like a big thing, you know. <laughs> it's, it's it's so it's so many yeah. different layers to things that you can do. And it's like, I was just trying to, like, really encourage you to do it. I mean... You you, oh, yeah. you did you did right you did right kind of by uh by you know but I'm one of them type of people if I really strongly believe in something I just ask for forgiveness later and just you know and just Bruh, and just do I mean, it. <laughs> honestly, now to this day I kick myself in the ass about it. Like I apologize my language on the podcast, but I'm gonna be very blunt about this. We were talking about it. I said, hey, I know you probably don't want to talk about it. I'm fine with it. You said let's do it. So. I have been gone from that company for almost two years now. I've literally said my piece. I've literally tried to make my piece with everything on it. Obviously, I've got someone on my Facebook or my social media still getting negative comments. Sitting here, just sitting here, just want to kind of mess around with me a little bit and saying, hey, make sure you protect your neck. Yes, I properly have done stretches and stuff to take care of my neck. Obviously, I haven't been in the ring for so long. That's how you keep your neck protected. <laughs> like honestly like it don't matter what way you bump or whatever and obviously I know since you went to New Japan you obviously learned new techniques to actually help out your neck and everything right yeah yeah that, and that's something that I, I do like religiously every, I see those work yeah, every day is something I've, I've tried them obviously my neck I mean my neck is so much better than what it was because dude it doesn't matter what way you bump you're still hitting Yeah, and like shaking your body like i like to use the terminology saying hey it's like a baseball bat like a like a titanium baseball bat when you hit the ball at the at the middle of it and it gives you that little vibration type scenario that's kind of like how your body feels obviously when you don't give it time to rest or whatever and obviously the way i was wrestling it wasn't helping me either on my longevity type standpoint yeah <laughs> you remember i was very nervous going on the top rope and stuff and me and you even made an agreement, like, you know what, we'll just do it on the proper time. And obviously when I was at that time, he was like, no, I want you to do this, I want you to do this, do this. And it was just like, oh, whatever. I just got so burned out. And that's really the main reason I'm 
no longer there. Maybe the main reason why I'm just not doing it anymore. Also, just I'm I'm happy to be home. With I know for a fact your goal is to be one of the best wrestlers. And bro, you have respect for me. I appreciate you doing this. I am very proud of you of everything that you're doing. And I hope, man, even when you get up there, you don't forget about the little old birdie. You know? <laughs> nah, man, I, I, that, that'll never, that'll never happen. Like I said, whenever, whenever, like you know, you want I mean, to come on, like I'll come on. It's it's kind of like no matter what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, man, I still appreciate you still because, dude, obviously you've done more than I have. And I mean, I, I wrestled for six years, and you're probably still, you're probably at what five? Nah, I'm at three. Four, I just, five. I just can't. I'm, I'm inside of my third year. I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess oh, you can no. say, I guess you could say now, like, do I? I'm kind of like asking, do I even count this year? Because you know, March made March, March made three years for me, and then you know, wrestling stopped. Hey man, you and me got the same number of matches this year. How you feel? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've had, I've had a few. I've had a few this year. It's just, oh, I've had a few. It's just, oh man, only back down. It's just, uh, you know, it stopped. So, <laughs> but I, I actually, I actually have my first match. Uh, my first match. Uh, back next week. Uh, next on the is on the twenty sixth. On twenty sixth, I uh, it's in South Where's uh, it South Bend, Indiana. Oh my goodness, dude! That was one thing that you had me beat on, bro. Like you could, <laughs> you could do all those travelings. I was having trouble finding all that crap. Man, like, it, it was just it, like, like, I, like I told you, when I hit the ground running, and when I'm, I'm messaging, I'm sending emails, I'm sh- shipping out my, mm-hmm. my film. Because like one of the things that I did was like, I like when I first started wrestling, I set myself up with a YouTube page. I didn't mm-hmm. add anything on it until I got about maybe like four or five matches. To add on there, then I start yeah. adding, and you know, I just started. Uh, I actually found this app on my. I found this app, and what I do is whenever the, uh, whenever the web the web show would post, I would pretty much find my match, crop it out, yeah, and put it on my YouTube page. That's that's, that's kind of like how I did, but dude, I didn't realize. Like, obviously, I needed to kind of like take my TV screen out of it. <laughs> I thought I had zoomed in on it, and it was just like, oh god, terrible. Like it's kind of sad because I gotta tell people, hey, watch this one, but you guys skip through this part to watch my match. And I mean, obviously, I still wrestled. Obviously, I I did what I needed to do. Um, bro, I thank you for doing this. Um, you want to plug in your social medias? Also, let everyone know he has a pro wrestling tees T-shirt. Yeah, that's why I was wondering why you wanted to change your name because you had T-shirts for the other but, name. Yeah, as well. but see, I mean, what I did was I just told him I just uh, talked to the guys at a pro wrestling tees. I just told them to take it down, take them all down. Okay. Yeah, and I just kind of uh, uploaded. I have two shirts. Like I'm, uh, what I'm doing. This, see, like what I'm doing differently this time is like I was just getting designs, just putting them on there, getting designs, just putting them on there. Just, just, <laughs> hey, just you were just getting them. Do it, I mean, you were being creative. But now, now, hey, like, I mean, that's the way to do I, it. See, now I kind of, I kind of slow. I'm kind of slowing down on that. Like I just have two, two basic designs up, and it's like I'm, I'm waiting until like everything becomes like more of a everything starts to really kick back going then i'll put a little bit more mm-hmm. but see it's like the thing is like i have the stuff online but what i what i'm going to do this time i'm just going to do a lot of things you know at at the shows or whatever 
like kind of distribute uh-huh. them like that. That way, I, it's like I, I could just come up with a design and do it like that, and just kind of keep that, like keep them like almost separate, you know, keep them almost separate, but still oh, yeah. like have something online. But you know, and if someone kind of hey, I like that design or whatever, then I'll put it up. But I just, I just keep like the two basic ones that I have up there. Yeah, but if you uh, if you uh, if you know the Pro Wrestling Tees uh link. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Pro Wrestling Machine, all one word. And my uh, my page will come up uh, on Instagram. It's Mad Maddox with a dot in the middle, M A D dot M A D D U X. On Twitter is the Mad Maddox. That's pretty much it. Like I pretty much on Instagram post a lot of my uh, things that I do in the gym. Sometimes I post what I eat. I'll post my dog. And, uh, <laughs> nah. that dog is kicking and going, man. That's one tough dog. <laughs> that dog's been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's loving the wrestling life, I guess. Actually, I'm sure the dog is enjoying quarantine life with you. <laughs> yeah, he, he's pretty needy. He's pretty needy. Yeah, he, he stays up under me like oh, he's, he's right under me right now. <laughs> hey man, I appreciate you doing this. Also, let everyone know when we post this, uh, Jackson. I mean, sorry, Tommy <laughs> Maddox. I'm telling you, man. Hey, I yeah. knew it was gonna mess up. I knew it was gonna come out. But um, Tyson Maddox will put his social media accounts, his pro wrestling tees account, all under the link, so y'all can go on there, buy a t-shirt, and just and just follow this man because this guy right here. Is going to, he's gonna make it, man. This guy is busting his tail. He's putting in the work. He's hustling like no other. And I and hey, man, when you get that first showing, even though you showed me the TV, I didn't believe because I was like, hey, you're wearing a shark head, really? Like, is that you? Like, I was looking around, I was like, yeah, that's his moves. Obviously, the shoulders ain't moving too far wide. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's him. But hey, man, you made it on WWE TV. And I know there's many more to come. Uh, Tyson, see, I got it right got this it time. Right. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this, man. I know it's been a long time coming. And, brother, it's great talking great to talk you. Great talk to you, too, man. Got to do this again. All right, later. All right, it's time to get the go home cue. First and foremost, I'd like to thank Tyson Maddox for joining me today, just talking about the journey to being a professional wrestler. Talk about the good old days that we had when we were at where we first met and just just be able to shoot the breeze and just have a good time. It's been a long time coming. It was definitely needed. I had a blast. I hope y'all enjoy it. I hope we didn't bore y'all. And I'm just leave it off with this. I hope y'all wash your hands. Stay safe. Protect what you own. And man, when I come back when when we have more bzzz down the road. See ya.